Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks. Trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binge, restrict, diet, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed, and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey fam, what's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Another episode, another answer to a DM. So today we're going to talk about food habituation. I'm going to talk all about it, what it is, and mainly we're going to go into, you know, what to do if it's not working for you. So the DM I got, or the question to one of my story um, kind of like question boxes was, do I have to keep trying my binge foods like chocolate, even if I fail all the time? Okay, so you've probably, you know, heard the wonders of food habituation. It's this miracle tool that can, you know, do what it can do for a food relationship and you've tried it, but it's not working for you. You know, you've probably seen all those testimonials. I've posted testimonials of my clients and women who've done my courses saying like, they actually have leftovers of their binge food. Well, they don't even call it a binge food anymore. They put it away in the cupboard and they even forget it's there or they just give the leftovers of, I don't know, some cupcakes they made to a friend instead of just eating them all themselves. And it sounds amazing, like it's the dream, but it just doesn't feel possible for you. So let's talk about it in this episode. Let's rewind for a second and quickly define food habituation. What is it? It's a form of, well, habituation itself, aside from the food concept, habituation is a form of learning where you repeatedly expose yourself to something. So in this case, we're repeatedly exposing ourselves to foods to help decrease our response to them. That response being eating or overeating or binge eating. So essentially, you're habituating yourself to these foods that typically elicit a strong emotional or physical response from you. We're normalizing these foods. It, you know, this this concept, it explains why you get bored or you get sick of eating the same leftovers all week and you just, you don't want to eat that food for a long time. Like you're not craving that dish anymore. Or why, yeah, when you eat pizza on the first day, it's like, oh my God, this is delicious. And then if you had to eat it three days later, you're like, okay, next, like what's next? The idea essentially is expose yourself to your binge food often without limits so that it just becomes like any other food. Desensitize ourselves from it. But what if this tool is not working for you? Let's go into six reasons why food habituation isn't working for you. Number one, this is vital. You are still restricting too much. If you're still under eating all day, all week, whatever it is, and then you're trying, okay, let's practice food habituation. We're going to expose ourselves to this entire chocolate cake at night or at the end of the week or whenever. It's probably not going to go down too well. That's why in the 30 day reboot, I actually save food habituation until about halfway through the course for this exact reason, because I want to give students enough time to really address the fundamentals of just eating enough regularly, consistently, before trying something that could be potentially risky, like food habituation. So really take a look honestly at your food intake and assess whether you need to be eating more food for food habituation to even work. I really wouldn't try food habituation until you feel like you're getting better with eating regular food, enough food, satiating delicious meals, because I the last thing I'd want is 
you then to try food habituation and like have this crazy big binge and be like oh fuck it like <laughs> what is breed on about this is like complete nonsense this is a waste of time and then you lose your belief in this really really helpful tool so that's the first you know um, obstacle that could be holding you back from seeing success with food habituation number two your binge eating is caused by emotional reasons now the idea of food habituation kind of hinges on the idea that you're binging or overeating your food obsession cravings comes down to physical or mental restriction in other words you know it's assuming that you're going to that binge food as a solution to under eating like you really need some food or perceived restriction like you want what you can't have type of thing the forbidden fruit concept but if you're binge eating mainly to numb difficult emotions like loneliness grief anxiety stress then exposing yourself to that food probably isn't really going to help things if anything it might just be another opportunity to binge and escape from those confronting emotions and actually this point is really important to take on board because binging due to emotional reasons is pretty common and most people their binge eating does come down to a mix of things from I mean it's very rare that I see someone who it's just down to one thing so point one you know address that under eating at least as best you can you don't have to get to a perfect place but definitely get more regular food in And then number two, look at, okay, am I also binge eating sometimes, a lot of the time, due to emotional reasons? What can we do? Again, I wouldn't go straight into food habituation because it will just feel like it's going to like blow up and kind of be like a failure and then you'll lose belief in it as well. So what you really need in this case is learn, start learning how to regulate your emotions and move through them in a healthier way. Definitely for that, I recommend, and I'll put in the show notes, checking out um, this free video I have on how to not binge eat emotionally where I go through a five-step process that you can start today to work through emotions in a healthier way instead of always going to binge eating. Number three, another obstacle is you're not setting yourself up for success. Food habituation can be really scary. I know that from working with one-to-one clients, like it's usually quite a, you know, brings up a lot of anxiety because it's kind of, it's challenging your trust in yourself, which you've probably lost for so many years. So diving in headfirst, can often lead to this feeling of failure, you know, basically binge eating. So in my mind, it can be really game-changing to start small and build up from there and set yourself up for success. Make this as easy as possible. So don't go to like level 30, start at level one and build up. How can you start at level one? A few tips. Don't start with your most triggering food, your biggest binge food. We don't want to overwhelm you by making you jump in the deep end with your biggest trigger, your biggest binge food. So make a list of all the foods that you like to normalize and start with the one that feels least emotionally intense for you, the the one that you don't binge on that much. Another tip, eat with other people when you do food habituation. Most people, you know, we binge in secrecy alone. So add that level, that sort of safety net as you dip your toes into the food habituation pond by eating in front of other people, with other people, you're probably less likely to end up binging on that food, just having that accountability of other people around, even using shame to your advantage in this case, you could say. Plus, it helps to just normalize that food because it's something that you can just eat with other people around. You know, it's not something that's bad, that you need to hide away, that you that you can only enjoy without the judgment of others. This is something I really did when I food habituated myself to Nutella. I would 
always eat it in private in secret I thought it was so shameful to just eat it with the spoon out of the jar like that was just bad you always had to have it with bread or something so I started trying to eat that around people just while we're watching tv it was really uncomfortable at first I felt so much judgment but it was mostly projecting it was me judging what other people are judging which is really just my own judgment (laughs) so that's another tip eat it with other people another eat at safe times of the day so similar to who you eat with focus on when you eat as well think about when you feel most out of control with your list of foods it's probably evening i think it is for a lot of people so try food habituation at a safe time of day which could be morning or lunch really set yourself up for success with food habituation so start to eat at times a day when you rarely binge you rarely overeat they'll make it more likely that you're going to have successful food habituation experiences and therefore more likely to continue with this process And the more successful moments we can have, the more confidence and trust you're going to build in yourself as well. And it's just going to be this exponential growth. I'm going to pause right there for a minute to share something with you. So if you've been listening so far and feel like you're ready to start your recovery journey with me, I've got the perfect springboard. That is my free masterclass, Why You're Still Binge Eating and How to Stop. It's a 35 minute free video masterclass where I'll walk through all of the reasons you might still be binging. Then I'll give you three actionable steps to stop binge eating. So if you're looking for actual results in your life, want to never binge again, trust me, I know the feeling. I was stuck for 10 years doing that. Then head to the show notes to get instant access today. I'll also gift you something for joining me at the masterclass, but I'll leave that surprise for you to find out for yourself. Life is just so damn short and it's not worth feeling so miserable, unhappy, unhealthy with binging taking over. So watch the masterclass today to start your new life. Okay, let's get back into the show. Another tip, pair your binge foods with safe foods. Again, coming back to this concept of safety because we feel so unsafe with our binge foods. They feel dangerous to us, like dangerous to have in the house. We want to feel safe with these foods, with all foods. So creating as much safety as we can, whether it's safety um, with people around, safe times of day, but here eating it with safe foods. So instead of trying to normalize your binge food by eating it on its own, like me just eating Nutella, for example, combine it with foods that just feel totally normal to you. For example, you know, pair that Nutella with some strawberries or bananas, assuming, you know, those feel safe to you. Now, another thing blocking you from feeling successful with food habituation, seeing yourself feel more relaxed with these binge foods, is not giving yourself true unconditional permission when you practice it. Food habituation, you know, it can feel very scary. And for that reason, oftentimes people kind of do it like half in, half out. They tell themselves they can have the cookies, but then they'll only take two and put the other packet back in the cupboard and then go, then go sit down and eat it. Or they'll let themselves go all in on the cake, but then guilt themselves afterwards. Or they'll promise, you know, I can, I can have the pasta, my binge food, but in moderation. So it's very important when practicing food habituation to really give yourself true, full permission. No judging, no guilting, none of that. Like, we, we really need to lift the lid and give yourself a chance to see that it's, it's okay with these foods. You can trust yourself. You, you can feel at peace and safe with these foods around. You don't have to put these limits on yourself. And most oftentimes anyway, when you do that thing where you take two cookies, you put the rest back, 
you eat the two and then you kind of feel this tension of like, I want more. And then you say, oh no, but I can't because it's already this many calories. So when we're practicing food habituation, I just want you to take the whole packet and put it next to you and just eat what you want. No repercussions, no guilting yourself afterwards. We're, we need to expose ourselves to this food. I promise over time, you'll take the packet and there'll be a day when you really just eat two of them and you're fine with that. You don't keep eating more from the packet. But to get to that place, you've got you've to really lift the lid and like let yourself take as much as you want of this food. Really internalizing that this food is here, there's no scarcity, we can have as much as we want, when we want, and eventually you'll get to a place where it just feels so much easier. Fifth tip or fifth obstacle holding you back from successful food habituation is trying to normalize all, all binge foods at once. So as I said, this can all feel so scary for someone who's you know lost any ounce of self-trust with themselves around food. So obviously to suddenly stock your kitchen with tons of all of your fear foods, all of your trigger foods, binge foods, the last thing we want is to overwhelm you, to fill you with anxiety and lead to a freak out where you lose belief in this tool. So we're going to start small and focus on buying, you know, going through one binge food at a time. Not only is it going to help you feel more relaxed throughout this process, but even going back to the science of habituation, of food habituation, it it has been proven in studies to work better when you focus on one food at a time. Focus on that one food until it loses novelty, until you feel chill with this food, and then move to the next. Instead of spreading your efforts of like trying to work through three or four foods at once, because just by like definition of doing this, it means that you know your efforts are spread out and there's still more novelty amongst all of like divided amongst these foods. We want to go one at a time and like just lose all novelty of that one food and then move to the next. So yeah, one binge food at a time. Final reason that food habituation is not working for you is you're not giving it enough time. This practice is, is it's always going to feel like, quote unquote, a failure at the start. You will binge, you will overeat on these foods. It's part of the process. I know it sucks, but it's going to work out for the best. If you didn't binge on the food or at least overeat the first time you try food habituation, it probably means that that food isn't even that emotionally charged for you and you don't even need to be practicing food habituation anyway. So it's kind of a given, you're gonna overeat, but it's gonna, it's gonna fade away. Like each time, over time, the trend is gonna get easier and easier. You're gonna start just overeating instead of binging and then just sort of going a little bit overboard. And then eventually you'll just be eating what you feel like is like a normal portion of this food. So really be patient with this tool. I know it's so easy to freak out at the start because You've already been in this place maybe for years of binging and feeling out of control of food, lack of trust, and you just want to get better and you just don't have much patience anymore, but you've got to be patient here. It's going to get easier. Before you know it, you're going to be that person shouting from the rooftops in the testimonial saying, I forgot the brownies were even in the kitchen. That's going to be you. And one more tiny tip as you go through food habituation and you know you might feel like you're failing at it, it's not working out, I want you to really keep your eyes open for progress. It's very easy to focus on things that go wrong. It's very easy to remember when things went wrong because a lot of the time our memory is kind of connected to emotional intensity and the failures feel very emotionally intense. 
we want to focus on where there's progress. What keeps motivation up is tracking and reporting progress. So definitely do that. Even if it's the tiniest thing, like you ate one less piece of the cake this time that you practice, even though you still felt like you went overboard, that's still a win. That's still proof that this is working and that you are becoming more and more sort of normalized to this food. So those are the six obstacles that could be holding you back from successful food habituation. Just to recap, one, still restricting too much physically and mentally. So really make sure you're getting enough food in for this, for it to even have a chance at working. Two, you are binge eating because of emotional reasons, maybe. So food habituation probably isn't the main tool that I go for. I would really practice learning how to regulate your emotions. And remember, I put the video in the show notes, how to not binge eat emotionally. Three, you're not setting yourself up for success. We've got to make this as easy as possible. So instead of diving headfirst, we're going to follow tips like, you know, don't start with your most triggering food, start with your easiest food, eat with other people, eat at safe times of day, eat the binge food with safe foods. Number four, you're not giving yourself true unconditional permission. So no judging, no guilting if you go overboard when you practice food habituation. No, you know, trying to eat it in moderation. We've just got to lift the lid on like, let yourself get sick of this food, basically. That's the idea. Five, trying to normalize all the foods at once. So the concept of food habituation really relies on exposing yourself a lot to one thing so it loses novelty instead of spreading your efforts across many things. So you don't really give yourself a chance to lose the novelty on any of them. So one food at a time. Lastly, not giving it enough time. Be patient. It's going to feel like you're failing at the start, but it's going to get better. That's it. As always, if you'd like more help with food habituation, as I said, you know, it's a, it's a whole lesson in the 30-day reboot course. That's in the show notes. It's now helped over 450 women to stop binge eating and improve their food relationship and of course their life as well because food is a big part of our lives. So check that out and I will see you next time. Have an amazing week. And that's the scoop for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and learned something new that you can start applying to your life. It really helps my podcast to grow and reach more women who are struggling as well when you rate and review. So if you got a spare minute, I would appreciate it so much if you could rate and review. And if you took something from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with someone in your life change someone's day, mood, or even their life. Be that person. I know I absolutely love it when my sister sends me podcast episodes. It just shows me she's thinking of me and she wants to help me elevate alongside her. As always, feel free to DM me on Instagram at freewithbreed. I'm always open for feedback and let me know what you want me to speak about on the podcast because after all, this podcast is for you. Okay, that's it from me. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you next time.